Uh, but tonight, if you have your Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through to 7, uh, we want to close out our series on passion. Uh, as we close out the series on passion, I believe God would want to raise up uh, passionate believers, even in these last days where it's trying times. I mean, I, how many of you have been getting attacked this last couple of days, these last couple of months? Yeah, yeah, amen. You know what? And so this is why, you know what, the series of passion, you know what? Sometimes our passion can die. Sometimes our passion can go uh, to just a simmer. Man, we should be boiling for Jesus or we should be on fire for Jesus. But sometimes it just goes down to, a, you know what, a simmer and uh, hey, it's so good. It's so good. But God wants us to be on fire for Him. God wants us to be passionate for Him. But the true meaning of passion, because can anyone shout it out? Does anyone remember what the real meaning of passion is? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Yes, yes. What else? What else? Faith in God. Passion. Passion. Yeah, yeah. Drive. A willingness to suffer what you love. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so it's like the willingness to suffer for what you love. It's so the same thing with, with passion, to suffer for what you love, is also what the word is, compassion, to suffer with another as well, with love. And so I want to talk about passion tonight. And sometimes one of the things that can hold us back, because the last series we uh, went through was on bitterness. That can hold us back with our passion. But tonight I want to talk about failure. I mean, you know what, we can mess up time and time again. And I'm telling you, this is the part where we give up and quit because, you know what, we just don't have it together. We mess up and it's kind of hard to go full on for Christ. But I want to preach a message tonight called Failure, uh, last series on passion. But 2 Timothy chapter 1 is our text. And I want to read it to you. It says this, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing. I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. And when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, that, that may be filled, uh, that which was, God, I'm speaking Chinese, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Louis, and your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Here it is, verse 6. Therefore I remind you, stir up. Everybody say stir up. stir up. Stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Man, Paul is writing to a young man called Timothy. And he's saying, listen, Timothy, this faith that's in you was first in your grandmother. It was first in your mother. And he says, I'm persuaded it's in you also. And he's saying, listen, don't let the fire stop with you. Listen, don't let the faith stop with you. It's got to keep going. And he uses the word, stir up the gift of God. Stir up. And the challenge for us, most of us tonight, to live passionately, for, for God, you know what, to, for us to be used, uh, you know, by God and use our gifts for God. Listen, sometimes in life, our passion can dwindle down. Sometimes we could lose our passion. We could lose our zeal for service of Christ. And most of the times it comes down, it's failure. We fail and we fail miserably. And I want to say, number one, if you're taking note, failure can rob you of spiritual passion. I mean, failure, it's something that we all will face and we all got to learn 
to deal with failure. I mean, all of us has failed in our lives. Amen. Amen. Go and look at all Christians tonight. It's okay. You're in the right place. You're amongst people who fail. But we serve a good God, a gracious God, a God that takes our mistakes. Hallelujah. He takes our failures and says, listen, you can make it. You can do this. And whenever we are faced with this time in our lives, failure can stop us and in our tracks and stop us from going forward. The word failure, it means this. Number one, the condition or fact of not achieving the desired end or ends. Or number two, the condition of or fact of being insufficient or falling short. There's a story found in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 31 through to 35. And it's a story about Jesus and a disciple named Peter. And this is a night where, you know what, Peter is asking Jesus uh, who's going to betray and, and everything. All, everyone's all talking. And I want you to listen to the words of Jesus for a minute and Peter's response. Have a listen to this. Matthew chapter 26, verse 31. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Verse 32, but after I've been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, most assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And listen to Peter, verse 35. Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. They all agreed. Yeah, Lord, I'll, I'll never deny you, Lord. Yeah, Lord, wherever you go, I'll serve, Lord Jesus. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, come on. <laughs> and then he listened to this. Now, Peter, this is going down from verse uh, 69 through to 75. I want you to catch this picture right here. This is where we pick up where Peter denies Christ. Verse 69 through to 75, he says this. Now, Peter sat outside in the courtyard. And a servant girl came to him saying, you also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all saying, I do not know what you're saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, hey, this fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again, he denied with an oath. I mean, he's saying, look, I swear I do not know the man. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you are also one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. And immediately a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, who said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. I mean, what a story. Here, Peter, he never anticipated that he was going to fail. He never thought he was going to fail or, you know what, forsake Christ. And he made that statement. I won't forsake you, Lord. I won't deny you. But yet here he is making a huge failure. And the position that Peter took, if you're taking note, was one of pride. It's one of pride. Oh, and now he's saying, you know what, listen, I'll never fail. And listen, may we never get to a point where we feel like, you know what, we got, you know what, I can do this in my own strength. Here it is, the pride within Peter. Say, you know what, I'll never deny you. Proverbs 16, verse 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. 
There's a quote by preacher D.L. Moody. He said this, be humble or you stumble. Failure has the potential to kill your spiritual life. Failure has the potential to rob you from your joy. Failure will have the opportunity and begin to put you in chains to say, listen, you're a failure. You can't do anything now. You're, you're addicted to drugs. You're addicted to alcohol. And it will cause you to be gripped by failure. And this was a critical time in Peter's life. He denied Christ. He messed up big time. What about you tonight? Maybe you're here in this building and you've failed. I mean, you're sitting in this building and you come in, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise. Hey, sister, how you going? And deep down inside, you're like, man, I failed. <laughs> man, I'm, I messed up. You know what? I went home and then you, who knows what you did, but it's like you, you feel the condemnation. You feel the guilt. You feel the shame that's on your life. And so tonight, number two, overcoming failure. Maintain spiritual passion. Our response, your response to failure is the most critical thing. Because the danger is to give up. The danger is to turn away from God. The danger is to just run away. But I want to give a call to every single man and woman. This is a time to rise up and say, you know what? Listen, we, although I'm not perfect, it's time to rise up and say, I'm going to get my butt in church. I'm going to listen to the word of God. I'm going to sing. I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm not going to be held back by my mistakes. Don't turn away from God or even yet don't isolate yourself away from the church. I mean, the National Geographic preaches a message that yet the animals in the, in the animal world, I mean, they're all, when, it, when they're in a pack, I mean, they're strong, they're, they're good. But when something, one of the little animals begin to wander by himself, what ends up happening is now that becomes a target. Whereas if they were in with the pack, they were safe, they were secure. And that could happen with your life. I mean, you could mess up, fail, and you could just not come to church. And all of a sudden, you're by yourself and, oh, you're getting attacked. The enemy is like ripping you apart. Playing with your mind. No one loves you. Playing with your mind. Why do you even go to church? Look at you. You're a failure. You're, I mean, it's messing up your mind that it's robbing you of your passion. You want to go hard for God. But you're held back by failure. There's a quote, often we assume that God is unable to work in spite of our weaknesses, mistakes and sins. We forget that God is a specialist. He is well able to work our failures into his plans. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. God understands your failures. He wants to work with us despite our mistakes. Thank God for that. Amen. Luke chapter 22 verses 31. Listen to this. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. I mean, Jesus, the one praying for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. I mean, this says a lot about God. This says so much about Jesus. I mean, it's like here it is, the God of heaven and earth praying for you. The enemy is coming to sift after your soul. The enemy comes to seek after you. The Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 
But yet here our God is praying for you. And he's saying that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. He's saying, listen, yeah, though you want to make a mistake, I'm here. I'm praying for you. Jesus is praying. And he says, when you're strengthened, go and strengthen someone else. Go and encourage someone who maybe has fallen short. Go and strengthen somebody who has failed and say, listen, that's okay. I've been where you are. I know what it's like. Amen. <laughs> I know what you've been through because I've been there. And so you can strengthen somebody who's failed the challenge is to overcome failure I mean there's so many stories in the Bible David the psalmist David the man who has a testimony the one who has a man after God's own heart he failed miserably I mean he fornicated he had sex with another man's wife got her pregnant and then try to cover up and got, her, got the husband sent into the hottest part of the war, gets him killed. I mean, this is a man who's like, you know what, the worshiper loves Jesus. He commits a massive, massive crime, a massive mistake. But yet, what did he do? He begins to cry out to God. He begins to cry out to God and says, God, my sins are ever yet before you. That is the only way you're going to overcome failure is when you're honest with yourself and when you're honest with God. It's when you begin to come to God and say, God, I'm broken. God, I'm, I, I don't know what else to do in my life. God, I need you to fix me. I mean, this is the whole reason why we're called the potter's house. We're yet we're broken in pieces. Yet, you know what? We're scattered in ways. God is the potter. We are the clay. We just come to him humbly and say, God, mold me and shape me again. Yes, I've broken things in my life, but God, I want you to restore me. And that's where it begins. That you can overcome failure by number one, turning back to God in repentance. The key is we need to recognize our need for God. Whatever your failure, the key is to go to God for help. Come to Christ. We must come with a open, open heart of repentance. Psalms chapter 51, verses 1 through to 2 says, Have mercy upon me, O God. This is David speaking. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. I mean, the good news is that Peter was restored. Jesus restores Peter, and he asked Peter the question, Peter, do you love me? He's like, yes, I do. Go feed my sheep. He asked him three times, do you love me? Feed my sheep. And then, think about that tonight. I mean, he denies Christ three times, but yet Christ reassures him three times. Do you love me? Reassuring him, listen. No matter the mistake you've made, I love you. I love you. I want to use you. Jesus is saying, I want to use your life. Although you've made a mistake, I'm, I'm still able to blot out your transgressions. I'm still able to forgive you of your sin if you just humbly come before me. Jesus wants to use your life. He wants to take your mess and turn it into a message. I mean, I'm a, I'm a gospel preacher. I preach about Jesus. You're like, man, this guy just keeps preaching. Yes, because Jesus is the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no one that is able to come to the Father except through me, Jesus says. Hallelujah. He said, he came and says, you know what? I came to give life and life more abundantly. 
Jesus wants to give you hope. He wants to give you a future. He wants to give you something new. But you got to come before him humbly and repent and say, God, I can't do this on my own. I've made some mistakes. I've made some boo-boos. <laughs> I've made some silly mistakes. But listen, that's good because that's what God specializes in. He wants to restore the broken heart. He wants to give you a future. He wants to give you hope tonight. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Often the doorway to success is entered through the hallway of failure. Often the doorway to success is entered through the hallway of failure. There's so many people in the business world who failed so many times, but yet it was through failure that they were able to find true success. If you're here tonight, I want to give an invitation. Maybe you're here in this place, just like we do every service, because God knows our hearts. I want to give an invitation and ask you the question, where would you spend eternity if you were to die tonight? Where would you spend eternity? What's your spiritual address if you were to die tonight? Would it be heaven or would it be hell? Jesus says in John 3, 3, you must be born again to inherit the kingdom of God. He's talking about a spiritual birth, that you got to be a child of God. You have to be born again by the Spirit. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once, then comes the judgment. Listen, our sins are what separate us from the love of God. Where will you spend eternity if you were to die tonight? My brother, my sister, the call tonight is one of forgiveness. It's one of grace that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever whosoever it doesn't matter who you are where you come from what you've done whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life that's the good news my friend my brother my sister that's the good news that Jesus took your sins and my sins how shame the the sins of the world upon himself on the cross and he died but I thank God that he didn't remain on the cross they put him in the grave but thank God that he didn't stay in the grave because three days later he rose again. And that same power that raised Christ from the dead is able to live within you and give you a new life and give you eternal life. But you're here tonight and you know your heart's not right with God. You know if you were to die in your sins, you wouldn't make heaven your home. If that's you tonight, I want you to raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not right with God, but tonight I want to make a commitment. I want to make a decision that I want to give my life to Christ. If that's you, won't you raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Preacher, I'm not right with God. I know if I was to die in my sins, I'm not right with Jesus. Come on, my friend, my brother, my sister, raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not right with God. If that's you, raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. That's me. God loves you. Hey, brother, you want to pray? You want to pray? We never die. Come on, why don't we, why don't we sit down? We never die. Come sit down. We'll talk to you after. We'll talk we to you after. Die. Come on, let's go down. Let's that's go. what he meant tonight. We never die. God we loves you, brother. Die. God loves you. Amen. Let's go. Amen. God loves you, brother. Amen. So God loves you, brother. And you know what? God loves you. You know what? He wants to save your soul. Amen. God wants to redeem people. Maybe you're here tonight and you're a backslider. You know what? God wants to redeem you. 
God wants to save his soul. God's been pulling upon his heart. Hallelujah. God loves the sinner. God loves the broken man. Oh God, pull upon his heart. God. Let him be reminded of this message tonight that he'll never forget forgiveness and eternal life. Oh God, right now in the name of Jesus. You're here tonight, you're not saved. You want to give your life to Christ. Won't you raise your hand with mine and say, yes, you know what, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm backslidden. I'm away from God. God loves you. He wants to forgive you. God wants to forgive you tonight. Amen. Church, these altars are open. Maybe God's speaking to you tonight about certain failures in your life. That you know what, you need to give up. There's certain things in your life that you know what, you, you need to say, yep, that's me. God's spoken to you tonight. Won't you come out of your seat, spend some time at this altar and say, you know what, God, help me. Help me with my mistakes. Help me with my failures. Come to Him tonight, repent, and say, yes, Lord, help me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. God loves you. He wants to help you right now. His grace is sufficient. Oh, la, 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 mama, la, mama, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. We worship you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, it's not too late, my sister. It's not too late, my brother. Though you make mistakes, get back up again. Rise up again. Pray again. Love again. Come to Jesus again. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for your tender mercies, God. I pray, open our eyes, Lord God, to see your grace, your mercy in a new way, a fresh way, God. I pray, Lord God, let us not be held back by condemnation, guilt. Lord God, I pray, Father God, that as we continue, Lord Jesus, to live in this narrow path, Lord God, though things may be difficult, I pray, God, that this passion, God, that we would continue, Lord God, to go forward, this willingness to suffer for what we love. God, we love you tonight, Jesus. I pray, God, let us have this uh, faith, Lord God, that is determined, just like what you had, Lord God face that was set as a flint. Oh, Lord God, I pray, Father, that you would help us, Jesus, to navigate through the storms of life. Jesus, we worship you, Lord. We lift up your name. We lift up your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes, you pray. Lay hold of God tonight. Lay hold of Him tonight. His presence wants to move upon your heart. He wants to heal you of your backsliding. He wants to change you, mold you, shape you. But you got to be patient. Let patience have its perfect work, says God. You got to look back sometimes and figure out, man, how far you've come. Don't give up now. Don't quit now. You've come so far. The devil would want to remind you of your mistakes here and now. But you got to look back and say, you know what? I'm not who I used to be two weeks, three months ago. 
one day ago. Come on, you've been changed, transformed by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, you'll trip. Yes, you'll make your mistakes because we're not perfect. We're living in the flesh. And the spirit and the flesh are at war with one another. That's why we got to live in the spirit. God, I pray, raise up prayer warriors. Raise up men and women who would seek you, Lord God, to pray. Lord God, and fast. Fast and pray. Oh God, I pray, God, that you'd release a supernatural flow, God, of revival. God, let prayer be, God, the the answer. Let prayer, God, be, Lord Jesus, the, the life flow, God, of our lives. Lord God, as we touch heaven, as we touch your heart, God, I pray, let it bring revival within us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Take your time. Pray tonight. Spend as much as you need at the altar. God wants to change and mold and shape you.